Hey, this is Garrett. Before we get started, I want to tell you about our sponsors. First, we have DuckSeason.com. That's D-U-K-S-Z-N.com. Uh, go on there and check it out. There's uh, community forums on there where you can learn about all different tips and tactics for different types of waterfowl hunting. You can talk with a bunch of different guys all over the country. You can also go on there and find hunts to trade with people. Like say you want to go out east on the coast and hunt some sea ducks. You can go on there, find someone that's got one of those hunts. And if they're willing to, you can trade them a hunt for uh, something in your area. They also have uh, clothing on there, hats and shirts and whatnot. And check out their Salty Duck line. 100% of the proceeds from anything you buy from that go to the conservation of eiders. So that's a really cool uh, deal. Good way to spend your money. You can also find them on Instagram. Uh, it's D-U-K-S-C-N. Uh, next, we have Waylon Johnson and his guide service uh, down in the San Antonio area. If you want to get on some ducks and geese, go ahead and find him on Facebook at Waylon Johnson. Or you can give him a call. His number is 361-494-7868. Next, we have 701 Pursuit. That's Caleb and the guys. They're making hunting and fishing videos. You can find them on YouTube at 701 Pursuit. They're also on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All those are 701 Pursuit also. And they have a website. It's seven, the numbers, 701pursuit.com. Uh, go check out some of their merch, buy some of their hats, some of their hoodies. Last, we have Highline Retrievers. That's my uh, gun dog training service up here in Culbertson, Montana. Uh, if you are looking for any advice on training or if you want to set up some training this next summer for your Four-legged hunting pal, you can give me a call. Uh, my number is 406-783-7083. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, Facebook, it's H-I-L-I-N-E Retrievers. And on Instagram and TikTok, it's H-I-L-I-N-E Retrievers, all one word. And then, guys, we have a Facebook page. It's just called the Wicked Hunting Report Podcast. Uh, go on there. Uh, get in on it. We will approve you in as long as you're not 12 years old. Um, pretty much on there, we're going to have migration reports from across the country as guys are seeing birds fly uh, north or south, depending on the season. Be letting you know what's going through the area, numbers and types and whatnot. You can also get on there, post your hunting picks, what's good, what's bad, you know, anything like that. Anything goes, just try not to make it political at all. That's all we ask, but that's all we got for sponsors. Uh, please enjoy the show, and if you hear anything that you like or don't like, let me know. We're always trying to improve what we got for the show, but uh, yeah, enjoy it. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Wicked Hunting Report. Today, I'm here with a very special guest. What's your name? Briar. Briar, how old are you? Four. No, how old are you? Three. Three. What are we doing today? Fishing. What are we fishing for? For fishes. For big fishes? Yep. What kind of fishes? Big ones and big ones and big ones. Are we going to fish for trout? Yep. Are you going to catch any? Yep. Have we caught any yet? Nope. Nope, not one. And what are we using to catch them? Are we using wax worms? Wax worms. Well, to try to catch them. Okay. Today, I wanted to do an update on how the season went. I guess today is November 27th. 
so it is the last day of the regular big game seasons here in Montana. Uh, I'm all tagged out except for my general elk tag. So I figured I would take today while it's nice out to take the boy ice fishing. Um, so we're just sitting out here on the pond next to town. It's stocked with rainbow trout. So we got the little Eskimo pop-up tent set up here. Got the little buddy heater going. Got a couple lines in the water. Gonna try to catch us a couple fish. And I figured while we're sitting around we would kind of record this. So, my season was pretty good this year. Um, didn't get out a crazy amount, but got out enough to get all my tags except for the elk field. Um, we also went out and got some pheasants and grouse and partridge too. To uh, start with, I didn't get to go waterfowl hunting at all this year. We had our third child right at the end of September this year. So that's right. It was the weekend that uh, goose and duck opened up here in Montana. So I didn't get to go out for that at all. And then we froze up and uh, got snow pretty early. And it seemed like everything just pushed through super fast. Really didn't get a chance to hunt. I did go over in North Dakota with Ben and we uh, went out for one early goose season hunt. We got one goose. I worked one of the dogs I was training on it. She did really good. So that was the main part of that for me. I wanted to see her work and make sure that what I was doing was, you know, good and was going to pan out for the guy. Um, yeah, for, uh, I did draw my first ever antelope tag this year so me and briar we went out on a couple antelope hunts this year with the bow uh before rifle season started buddy did we go try to shoot an antelope this year yeah did we go with the bow yeah yep did you have fun Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. yeah we uh went out with my long bow um we had a couple little stocks that we did we did have one that could have ended pretty well. We had a chunk of state land that was hayed. Uh, there was a line of hay bales in it that was not too far from the road so I could bring him with. And then out there in the open was a herd of antelope. It was about a dozen or so does. And then a really nice buck was with them. And he was pushing them around. And we were able to crawl up to the hay bales, me and Briar, behind this line of hay bales. And then peek around and watch them as they fed in and away from us. Uh, they were getting pushed around by that buck pretty good. So it was kind of sporadic. Really didn't know where they were going to go. Uh, we just kind of hoped that he would push them up close enough to the bales at some point that I could get a shot at him. But he never did. We sat out there for quite a while. Got cold. Then we got hot. But that was about it for big archery stocks. I had another one that. I spotted him out in a field and I tried to sneak down this drainage to get up to him and I thought I knew where he was going to be in the field when I got up to the end of the drainage and I got up there and peeked over a little rock pile and he wasn't there and I looked to my right and he was standing 30 yards away staring me dead in the eyes. I got about two seconds to look at him before he spun and he was gone. I did I guess get to shoot an arrow at one buck. That was another one that he was kind of bedded by himself. He was down, he had his back against a little rise and there was it was another field with some bales in it and i was able to sneak from bale to bale out there 
kind of get my way up to him, and then I crawled up to the rise, and I had him, he couldn't have been more than 20 yards away, he was close, he was right there, I could just see the tips of his antlers from where I was behind the rise, and I had my longbow, and I had a quiver on it, and I've got uh, real turkey feathers on my arrows, and so I went to knock an arrow, and when I pulled my arrow from the quiver, it uh, kind of drug across the uh, hard grass, since it had been cut a couple weeks or whatever before, so it was hard and brittle, drug across there, and it made a made a noise that uh, you can just imagine as turkey feathers ruffling against hard grass. And uh, he heard it too. He uh, spun around, jumped up, spun around, and was staring at me. And then he turned and trotted off just a couple yards because I don't think he quite knew what the sound was or where it was coming from. And got a couple yards and he was quartering away and he kind of looked back and he looked forward and I hurried up and got up on my knees. I drew back and I let the arrow go and I got pink and white fletchings on my arrows so I can see them. And I watched those fletchings. They looked like they were going perfect and tucking right underneath his shoulder. And I watched it, watched it, watched it. And right as it got to him, it just like went right underneath him. It tucked like right in his armpit. If you can imagine where his armpit would be where the point of the back of his front shoulder kind of meets the bottom of his uh, chest. Arrow tucked right in there. I saw a puff of hair go flying off the bottom. And he took off, you know, like he'd been shot. He was gone. But uh, went up there, checked. There's no blood on the arrow. Just a bunch of hair, no blood on the ground, nothing. And we ended up seeing him again a little bit later, a little bit to the north. And he was perfectly fine. So I'm assuming that... Well, I know that arrow just went low, and I just shaved the hair off of the bottom of his chest and his arm, so that was fun. I mean, this is the first animal I got shot at with my longbow that wasn't a rabbit, so it was really exciting. Good adrenaline rush, but didn't quite get her done. And then after that, um, antelope rifle season opens before deer and elk season, a weekend or two before. So we went out opening weekend of that with that tag. It was me and Briar. My friend Blaze and his brother-in-law, Nolan, uh, we went out, found a couple herds of antelope, found one nice, really big herd, and it was going down across a field. So we snuck up to this rock pile, and we were watching them, trying to see if there was one big enough in there that I'd be happy to shoot at. And uh, as we were watching them, not really seeing anything good in there, straight to our west, so it would have been... We were straight to the east of the herd of antelope and then straight to our west over them about 800 yards away an antelope buck popped out of nowhere. He must have smelled them or winded them or something and he was coming to check out what was going on coming in a dead run at them and he stopped right in front of the herd. I was just a couple hundred yards shot he was quartering towards me. So I mean I put it right where the neck meets the shoulder, touched it off, hit him and I mean he was... He was done before he even hit the ground. So that was good, nice, quick and clean. Brought him up, got him cleaned out, got the meat on ice. Uh, brought the head over to a uh, local taxidermist there. Uh, Briar, you were along for the antelope. What did, you, what did you think, was that a fun hunt? You gotta say yes. Yes. Was it a cool antelope? Was he big? I don't think you can hear that, but he's nodding. Um, that was really fun, it was a really cool experience. Getting to have him along. For that, I think that's the first animal he was along for that we got. So that was that was really awesome. 
and then after that we kind of spent those weeks between antelope season and deer season uh did a little bit of bird hunting uh got a couple pheasants got a couple grouse a couple huns hungarian partridge uh got to work the dogs so that was fun uh always love getting them out i mean that's my favorite part of bird hunting anymore is working with the dogs getting to see them do their thing doing what they love how excited they get when they get birdie when they get on a scent um when i did my bird hunting i went with uh ben and kyle uh they both got really awesome dogs so it's really fun watching them work and then of course i got Bo the lab so uh they're all nice and graceful and streaking through uh cattails and whatnot not even making a noise and then he just bulldozes his way through and kicks out anything that they miss so it's cool it's fun watching and then after that we rolled into uh general season um didn't what you already had a snack didn't quite get to do the uh um didn't quite get to go a crazy amount of times but i mean we did get to go enough that i got my tags filled um i shot a white-tailed doe right up by my parents place so that was a nice easy track job load up and cleaning right up there close to the house and then uh, i took my sister out a couple times snuck up on a couple deer she missed uh she hasn't got hers filled yet but she's uh out today like i said today's the last day of season she's out today with my dad they're hoping to both fill their tags uh her boyfriend i took out yesterday and we uh got up on some it was pretty cool he'd never seen deer fight before and uh there was two bucks up on the hill with a couple does and they spun around and started well i saw him posturing up and i had my binoculars so i hurried up and handed handed them to him and asked if he'd ever seen deer fight before he said no i said well get him up and watch this and sure enough about when he got focused in on them they squared off and they fought for their 30 seconds or whatever he thought that was pretty cool so that's awesome um anyways one of those bucks he thought that it was big enough for him you know being the second to last day of season yesterday so we snuck up got up on a hill he put a shot on it ended up having to track it for a little ways but uh we got it found down in a draw still alive somehow but we got up to about 60 yards of him and couldn't quite get a good shot on him while he was bedded there but he ended up standing up and uh took a couple steps and he put another shot in him and he didn't go another 10 yards and tipped over and that was the end of him so we got him all cleaned up yesterday and then for my buck it would have been thanksgiving day uh, me and my dad went out we were glassing over some crp and as we were glassing, I looked a little bit further out in the field and I could see just the tips of some antlers and just the tips of some ears. So I moved up to a hill and uh, glassed over it a little bit better and I could tell that there was multiple deer out there and there was a couple bucks, but they were far enough away that I couldn't quite tell with my binoculars if there was anything, you know, too crazy big, but I mean at that distance if they've got antlers big enough that you can really tell that they're good sized i mean that's good enough for me especially closing on the last weekend and i'm really not a mule deer hunting guy i'm more of a whitetail i prefer the taste of them and i think they're a little bit trickier to hunt so i enjoy that more but like i said closing in on the tail end of season 
if he's a good mule deer, I'll take a crack at him if he gives me a shot. So uh, I decided I'd go after them. Um, I talked to my dad about it. He said he would tag along. What we were going to have to do, the way that the uh, bucks are pushing the does, they were going along the edge of some CRP. They were gonna, they were just getting to the CRP from that field, and they were going to be going along the edge of it, but they'd be heading west, and we would have to get up ahead of them before they got onto some private land. So we uh, walked back to the pickup, got the guns, um, started walking across. Uh, it was some block management CRP, so we knew that, I mean, the way that they were moving, we were really going to have to hoof it to get across over to them before they got off of the block management and onto some private land. Um, so we headed across. It ended up being like a mile and a half walk, and we had to meander our way over because of the little rises and hills in the CRP. We had to uh, follow them around to not get spotted by any of the does or, I guess, the bucks, but they really don't care this time of year. So it's mostly watching out for doe eyes, but we ended up getting up to about 300 or so yards of them, and we got out ahead of them while they were still on that CRP uh, block management. And I picked out the one in there. He looked like he was the uh, big boss of the group. He had really, really dark antlers, and uh, he was pushing around the other bucks, and he was chasing around the does. So definitely figured he was the mature one, and he looked big enough for me. So where I was at in that CRP and on the side hill, we couldn't, I couldn't get down on my bipod and still be able to see through the scope uh, because of the grass. But my dad had a walking stick, like one of those Primo's walking stick monopod things. And uh, he handed that up to me and I put the gun on it and uh, got up taller on my knees. And uh, yeah, the uh, that buck, he come around chasing two does at the same time. The one kind of squirted off and he followed her more to my right, which was good because he got him more up on a hill or up on a little rise so I could get a better view of him. And he turned and he stopped quartering towards me pretty good, same as that antelope did. And I tucked one in right between his uh, shoulder and his neck. He uh, took a couple steps and humped up and stood there broadside. All the other ones took off running south. And uh, kind of watched him for a couple seconds, and he didn't tip over, and I figured I better put another one in him before he decided to move any further or anything like that and just kind of put him down. So took another shot broadside. That one was perfect right behind the, ch uh, right behind the shoulder and the chest. Um, he took two more steps and tipped over, and, I mean, it was over real quick. So we got him all packed up, loaded out, brought him home, got him all finished cleaning up, and got that taken care of he's soaking right now in a salt brine when i get home this afternoon from fishing here with briar we're gonna finish packaging him up and get him in the freezer so that was that was kind of the big game season uh the other thing that we did uh me and blaze we decided to go out in the breaks on some uh state land for our general elk tags just for a day we uh packed in it was real cold but we uh loaded up our stuff and we packed in early in the morning and we suffered through the wind and the cold and the fog and whatnot and the snow and the ice and sat up there and glassed all day uh we saw two mule deer does was all didn't even see a sign of an elk uh we saw a couple other hunters but that was that was about it but can say that i did go elk hunting this year so that's always good so yeah that was 
that was my big game season. Uh, for the rest of the season here, uh, we'll be doing a bunch of ice fishing, me and Briar will. Um, also going to do a bunch of pike spearing, just like I did last year. Love doing that. I'm really excited. That's one of my favorite things to do. So we'll be doing that. Uh, we'll probably be, me and Blaze will probably record an episode while we're spearfishing this year, kind of like me and Briar are doing right now. But he'll be able to talk a little bit more than Briar does. Um, I'm also going to be doing some more, uh, upland hunting with, uh, Ben and Blaze and Kyle and I guess whoever else wants to go kind of round out the year with that, get a little more bird meat in the freezer, get us through winter. Um, yeah. And then also we will be having migration report updates throughout the season because I mean, since the birds aren't here, they're somewhere. So We'll get migration reports from farther south and east and west, kind of like we've been doing, one per week or two if we can, what the birds are looking like, where they're at, numbers, and things like that. Also, in future episodes, um, over Christmas here, I'll be doing a sit-down one with my uh, cousin Drew. That should be a fun one. He's the one who got me into waterfowl hunting in college. Uh, we had a lot of adventures, a lot of fun times, a lot of crazy stories, so that should be a fun one coming up. Uh, we'll also have Chris on. He's got the podcast Highline Hunter. He's got Instagram page and whatnot. Uh, he does a lot of hunting. He kind of has an interesting story. He grew up in New York, just a completely non-hunter. Thought it was just picks and hillbillies that did it. And then he moved out here for work, out here to Montana, and tried it out. Found out that you know it's awesome, and he loves it. And so now he's into it. So we'll be doing one with him, kind of about his story and his season in general. Uh. Yeah, that's about it. Um, hope you guys didn't get too bored of my rambling during this. I know it's not quite like a normal one where it's a give and take, but I just figured I'd do a uh, big game season wrap up here for me just to kind of kill some time and fill a void. Um, hope you guys stuck around for it. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back later this week. There'll be an episode with Mikey Soberano. He is a duck and goose guide down in kansas he's also guided in texas and he was in canada this year so that that's a fun episode we'll have that coming up so yeah uh enjoy your season if you have any questions got any comments any uh critiques you think i need to do on this let me know love to hear it i'll have a good day and we'll talk to you guys later